Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. That's who we applesauce. Three words for that. Ooh, la, la. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Oh, it's gangbusters. Hello, football fans. Your old pal Dave Damashek here for episode one of the Dave Damashek football program. Last week you may have tuned in. I hope you did. If you did, thanks so very much. We're now available on iTunes, by the way. Again, Dave Damashek football program. Look it up on the iTunes. Subscribe, won't you? Uh, I, we did an episode last week. I referred to it as episode zero because I wanted to get at least one preseason game under our collective belt, and uh, and we did that. Now we are at episode one. I guess we'll call that the Warren Moon episode because I think he's clearly the greatest number one in the history of football. Hard to argue with that. Uh, as a matter of fact, before uh, before we go any further here, let's bring in a man who spent I'm not sure how many seasons in the NFL. How many year, years were you in the league there, Adam Rank? Five. Five seasons? Yes. Is that right? Some CFL? Because I felt like uh, you were around If you long. include NFL Europe, yes, it's five. Oh, okay. All right. Well, good to have you with us. I'm Are correct, you... though. Warren Moon, unrivaled, is our number one. Absolutely. Here. Far and away. I mean, I we think, have... uh, what would, would it be of all... I think if you went all sports... It would still be Warren Moon, right? Probably. Well, one, I don't know. I think there might be. Yeah, I was going to say there have got to be some baseball players. You think there'd be a lot Ozzie of goalies? Smith, maybe. Ooh, yeah, that definitely beats but Warren so, Moon. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, but, but number so one. I take it back immediately. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, a bunch of goalies and kickers like Gary Anderson and Jason Elam. You know, or Mike in, Lansford, Mike. And there was all, I don't remember if he was one. Ooh, that's a yeah. subject we got to get oh, into is a little, the barefoot kicker. We'll do that nice. at a later date because we have a show that is already chock full of, uh, of subject matter, but there was a number one, Michael Jackson too, for oh, Cleveland, yeah. uh, for the Cleveland Browns. If you'll recall, he wore number one for a little while. Also along for the ride producer, Dylan Milner, Milner, what's going down? What's up, Dave? How are we? I'm great. 
You know, I'd like to say that uh, Adam's five years in the league uh, above league average for uh, career length. So kudos to you, Thank Mr. You. Rank. That's right. That's, well, that's right. A, it's, a, it's a source of pride for sure. You be, beating the league average is always You know what thing. I like? I like that we haven't so far, and I, I decreed in episode zero, if you missed it, that we that we shan't be discussing this lockout Holcomb. I don't, uh, I don't understand big business, so I'd be pretentious to do it. And besides, I want to talk about football. I want to talk about sports. I want to flap my gums about that business. I didn't get into it to to break down economics. You know, I don't know. Go read the Wall Street Journal or whatever you read to find out about such things. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I'm over it. Yeah. Um, But the one thing I am glad that we haven't heard too much of are the fan threats that (laughs) they keep this up. I'm I'm not going to come back to it. We've been down. It's the boy who cried wolf way too many times now. Right. With the uh, we heard that with the baseball thing and with the high. I'm ne- I'll never go back to to the sport. Yeah, yeah, we will we'll be back. Yeah. Yep. Stop, stop jiving because uh, that carries no weight after we keep making that threat as fans. And it's the it, guy. It's the guy with the really hot girlfriend who leaves him, and then he thinks, "Oh, I'm not going to take her back." But then she comes back. You're taking her back. Yes, of course. You're taking we're gonna her back. T- yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, and you know the thing we. But as I've said with this podcast, our philosophy is it's for the fans by the fan so always feel free to drop us a line uh, you can hit me up at twitter at damashek is how you do that and uh, milner do we have a a, a show website a web page uh, 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 email address or twitter account or anything like that uh not yet we should do that i mean we're we working get a on producer it. to get on that we should do that um but listen if we, only, if we only had one yeah here's the other thing that is crazy with the uh the other thing that bugs me when when there is a strike or a lockout afoot i know i'm kind of talking about it but glancingly one other thing that uh, has finally started is the uh, is the old time players weighing yeah. in on this. These guys are both making so much money now; they should just uh, be quiet and, and just play ball. Yeah, we get it, old man. We yeah. we get it. You know, I know, I know it was different back in the day, but uh, we, we understand. These are these are the two little side things that we have to deal with. Aside from the updates that I don't understand anyway about lockouts and collective bargaining and so on and so forth. Also, we always have to hear from the fans threatening not to come back and old players saying these guys make too much money as it is in my day. <laughs> anyway. So here's what we're going to do today. Let me just give you a quick table of contents for the uh, for the show. I want to get into this NFL Network top 100 uh, current of the current players. Now, Rank, you and I went on and on. We went crazy last football season, you know, after we would finish up with uh, NFL Fantasy Live on NFL.com. Every Sunday morning, we would go and we'd watch football with Milner and, and the rest of the uh, the chums. And we would always we, we'd lament this list how 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 ridiculous it was you know because Peyton Manning finished eighth oh, yes. of all time you understand all of all time all time of all players you understand of all players of all I don't even know that he's top eight quarterback so we time. we go we go on and on with we always were complaining about this now the NFL Network has done its top one hundred. Of current uh, of current players, and so I want to talk We're about voted that. by current players. Voted as well. on by current players. We'll get into that a little bit. Also, Reggie Bush sent a uh, a tweet, and uh, coming on the heels of last week's uh, Richard Mendenhall tweet, you think that these guys might parse their words a little bit, a little bit more carefully. But Reggie Bush went out there and uh, got a little of attention for a tweet he sent out. We'll talk about some other hooey and applesauce. But right now. I would like to discuss something that came up at the Super Bowl down in Dallas. You and me, Rank, we were yapping about the fact that it's funny that, you know, three years removed, there you, you would, you'd be hard-pressed to find a single Packers fan who thought that Ted Thompson 
and Mike McCarthy did wrong mm -hmm. by not bringing uh, Brett Favre back and instead right. saying, we're going with Aaron Rodgers. Even though there were a lot of number four jerseys walking around down in <laughs> Dallas. That's, that's fine to still appreciate. Including my the, wife. That's fine. The, the nostalgia and so on. The, you, you still love Brett Favre for his deeds, I guess. Although I, I would personally feel pretty crossed by him if I were a Packers fan that he did what he did and put on that purple jersey. Absolutely. But either way. No one now, you know, especially after he lifted up the MVP trophy for the Super Bowl, no one now thinks Aaron Rodgers was a bad decision. But it got me to thinking, there are so many moments. Are you familiar, uh, Milner, with the butterfly effect, with what the butterfly effect is? I am. Terrible well, movie, though. I, you know, I didn't see that. Kutcher, who, it's by the way, a good one. as a side note, Ashton Kutcher and the butterfly effect, I just read... That uh, that he is going to be taking over for Chaz Sheen on Two and a Half Men. After they got rid of, uh, they were going to do Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant would have been great. Wait, how would how, how would they explain? How would Hugh Grant have been great? Because he's better than Ashton Kutcher. But how would they have explained how he became British all of a sudden? How Wait, did the he's family, not going to play? New guy. No, how did the family become British? Look, when we get Henry Hudson in here, the voice of NFL.com, we'll ask him about Hugh Grant whether he would have been a good choice. For, I don't uh, two and a half men. How can you collect? Well, first of all, I can honestly say, not to sound like a jerk, but I really don't know that show. I, I've, I've not watched it. No. I, it's it's not for me. I don't think I'm the... Rank the, bought his shirt from the uh, wardrobe of uh, Two and a Half Men. Actually, <laughs> this, this is a Sam Axe shirt, so... Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those uh, Bahama Joe shirts or whatever yeah. you call it. Sam like, Axe. Burn Notice, anybody? No? No, I don't know what that means. Burn Notice? You don't, you don't watch the show Burn Notice? No, I don't. Do you watch any of the USA shows? All right, Rank. That's just a warning shot for you. <laughs> Rank, what's wait, the... Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. Now, Rank, that's just a warning shot for you. I'm did sorry. you shoot first? Of course I did. <laughs> Me and Solo. That was, that's exactly right. That's the hand Solo Edition Blaster. I, it's, that was a warning shot into the air, and I hope you took note of it too, Milner. I did. Now, listen, you're good fellas, but listen, don't, don't cross me like that. I don't know that show. Don't go down a path that I can't follow. You understand where you understand where my head's at? I don't want to listen. I thought that was generous of me. I just put it up into the air. Next time, goes to your tuchus. All right, Mister Fancy Pants. All right. Now, so I don't know. I don't understand. I don't know this show, but uh, this uh, shirt you're wearing is uh, is very Chaz Sheen from yeah. that show. I don't get it. the 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 idea of that show is that he's a Lothario who walks around in shirts like this and and white know. tube and socks. Shorts. Yeah. I don't know. He drinks. So it's not too far off from his current character. Awesome. It's a, It sounds great. Um, I got to tune in. And uh, now the Kutcher's on board. But, what, but won't better. you watch it now that Aston Kolchak is, is the, uh, the lead? That's his name. That's not... Anyway, listen. We're Col going see. Let's get back to what I was saying. The the butterfly theory yes. is, is this. It's a philosophical question. Does the flap of a butterfly's wings in Brazil set off a tornado in Texas? What this means is, is that the chain reaction, you understand, that can happen. And if you change one little thing in, in, in this dynamic, in this domino effect of life, that everything would wind up differently. I call it the NFL. The alternate universe. The bizarro world. The twilight zone. When it comes to football, they are all quite real, if only in the mind of Dave Damashek. This is not the NFL. This is the NFL. That's right. Like I say, the history of the NFL is marked by countless examples of how one event 
causes a domino reaction for years after. By the way, how about that? That was a pretty nifty uh, little intro there by uh, by the one-man house band, Dick Banks. But all right, let's focus on, let's start this off. Let me show you what I'm talking about with Aaron Rodgers. The most recent thing we've seen in football was him lifting up the, uh, the MVP trophy in, uh, alongside the Lombardi trophy. So I think this is a good place to start with Aaron Rodgers here. Do you realize that if back in the summer of 2008, the Packers had allowed Brett Favre to come back when he unretired, you'll remember, Mark Sanchez would now be battling Ryan Fitzpatrick for playing time in Buffalo. Let me tell you how how that uh, easily could have happened. Brett Favre, he announces that uh, he, he slipped up when he retired a couple of months prior and says he's coming back and he assumes to the Packers. But Ted Thompson and Mike McCarthy say no. We're grooming a youngster named Aaron Rodgers for the gig. And we also just drafted a couple more QBs. We assumed you were gone. It's obvious now, like I say, that they made the right choice. But what if they'd given in to Favre's demands? Rodgers would have wanted out of Wisconsin, ASA&P. And since we know the Jets wanted a QB, let's assume that they make a trade to get Aaron Rodgers. Now, in 2008, the Jets go 9-7, and seven, but they started out, you may recall, 8-3, and three, but then they lost four of their last five after Favre got hurt. So Rodgers would have gotten him to 10 wins, right? I think that's a safe assumption. He's obviously a talented guy. If he hadn't have gotten hurt, let's say they get to double-digit wins. And with the f- future now looking bright with a relatively young QB, thanks to the, to the young gunslinger named Rodgers, Eric Mangini, the coach at the time, keeps his job, which in turn means the Jets wouldn't have hired Baltimore defensive coordinator Rex Ryan. Rex and his feet would have then ended up having to walk across the continental U.S. to the East Bay to join the Oakland Raiders. Now, I like this because, yes, it's worked out pretty well. I think uh, no one would question. It's worked out well for Rex with the Jets. But when you think about it, wouldn't it have been even more spectacular with the Raiders? Rex Ryan, at the very least, Oakland's color scheme would have been better for him because black is very slimming. Anywho, so the Jets would have needed, they wouldn't have needed, because they now have Aaron Rodgers, they wouldn't have needed to trade up in the 2009 draft to get Cleveland's fifth overall pick. So where would Mark Sanchez have ended up going? Forget the bright lights and foxy ladies in Manhattan. Well, New Jersey, but either way, he instead winds up in northwestern New York eating the wings, you know, wearing a toque on his hat to, to fight off the cold and such. And without the Jets O-line and the dynamite wide receivers and that running game, he'd have stunk up the joint like most young QBs do. He wouldn't have hit the ground running. And in fact, he's had some pretty nasty stretches in spite of all that the talent surrounding him with the Jets. So he would have fallen on his face. So in other words, Mark Sanchez... The next time you see Ted Thompson and Mike McCarthy, I think you owe them both a big hug. And that's, you see, how the NFL works. Thoughts? NFL. Where like is, it? Is I, that, like I think it. it's a fun game I we do. can play. I think it's a fun game. I think there, you're, there's so many different ways you can go here. Here's my question. Where does Jen Sturger fall in all this? I don't have any idea where Jen Sturger falls <laughs> but in no, any of think this. About the, see, I don't even know it, if her name is pronounced that way. I thought it was Sturger. Sturger. I don't even know. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But, but what about, right. and, and, you know, and if you think about it, when you start thinking about how all these pieces fit together, let's look back at her career and where she's come from. Now, she started off because Brent Musburger perved over her during a Florida State game on ABC, right? And then she Is becomes that the famous. It's in the, it's in the dictionary. <laughs> Can I go so, to Merriam-Webster.com no, and look no, that no, up listen, right now? No, 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 listen, listen. So here's, so Musburger calls her out. 
And then she becomes famous on Facebook. She becomes known as the Facebook princess right. of Florida State, and she becomes famous. She gets the gig on SI, which leads to the gig with the Jets, which leads to us all seeing what Brett Favre looks like down there. Downstairs. Down there. Below the belt. So what if kind you, of phone so, he uses. But, but let's say if Zuckerberg, he never steals Facebook. And there's no such thing as Facebook. She's just some bimbo who's on a TV show, who's on a football game. We never. So Mark Zuckerberg has played as big a part as Brett in Brett Favre's downfall as anybody else. Interesting. I, you know what I hear? I hear that you understand what the NFL is all about. I'm all about it. How about I like this it. one? What if the Big Bang never happened? The whole universe the wasn't show? created. No, no one's interested. The show with I did play, Roseanne. All right, but I do play a, a, a an NFL with myself uh, all the time. It was with Aaron Rodgers as a 49ers fan. <laughs> they take Aaron, the 49ers take Aaron Rodgers instead of Alex Smith, and boy, what a glorious run the 49ers with a. All had. right, see now you're on board. Now, but you know what? Right. Well, we can save that for another day, another time. I don't want to start crying here on the air. Well, no, that, of course, the way it would have played out. So, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, that's absolutely so right. Aaron that that, that does work out. But how many sort of things? But with how many offensive coordinators he played for, does he have the success that he would have in Green Bay? I would say he's probably not as successful as he was in Green Bay, and Alex Smith would be a little bit better uh, than he is now. But it, Alex Smith wouldn't have Aaron Rodgers' success in Green Bay, and Aaron Rodgers probably wouldn't have been a flop as much as Alex Smith. I Alex, somewhere in between. But what? Okay. Well, what happens? Does Alex Smith go to the Packers there? And when Brett Favre decides to unretire, do they have enough confidence to go with Alex Smith, or do they bring Brett Favre back? I think this is the bottom line. This I is said, what save I'll it say. for another this day. This is what I. This is this. <laughs> this is how. Uh, this, this is what I say. Is that Aaron Rodgers? Yes, he benefited from the Packers system, and Mike, Marthy, Mike McCarthy is 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 very clearly, I think we could say, uh, one of the better minds there is. Absolutely. You know, it's obvious because look, he did it when uh, Brett Favre was at the helm. Obviously, they were a terrible choke job away by Brett Favre in the title game from from going to the Super Bowl. So obviously, Mike McCarthy is uh, is the common uh, is the commonality there of, of what's making the Packers good. And I don't know if he would have been good with the 49ers, but now let's transition. This allows us to move into this this top 100 list of the current players, because to me, I think that you have to make Aaron Rodgers number one, but I don't think he's going to be number one. No, not at all. Have you been watching this show? Uh, I have not. I checked out after the first one. Why so? Because when when Donovan McNabb's name came out, I said, I'm out. I'm not. I'm not watching. Oh, well, Although, Dave, do, you, do you mean the show on NFL Network Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, the Top 100 uh, show? No. This, oh, I forgot. <laughs> it's the shill. It's, there he is. It's Necktie Milner. It's the double agent. Okay. We think he's oh, on sorry, our side not, rank. Yeah. Am I not allowed to admit? Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh. He's, I'm gonna get. No. I'm he's the double agent. He's. Don't ever forget. He's the proxy for the man. Don't yeah. forget that. That's what Milner really is. That'll he's, be he's another in, email from 280 Park. I'm listen, ready. I'm watching the show, but I am confused by it because <laughs> you are watching the show. I'm watching. I enjoy watching. I, I, listen, if, if you know McFadden, anything about Damashek, you know that he loves a list. Well, he loves I, I, a, I follow it. I mean, good I, or bad, I'll put together. The, here's the problem with for the lists. sake of the show. I follow it. Yes, the problem with most lists. I appreciate the spirit of listing things. Of course, I love to do it myself. Is that people get the specifics wrong all the time? You know, mm-hmm. people don't know what they're doing. That's where Damashek comes in to fix these things up. <laughs> 
Call me the fixer. You could basically, you know, for this. So really, that's the role I should play. The NFL Network. See if you can talk to the yeah. muckety mucks over uh -huh. there and, and get me in there, and uh, you know, so I can help clarify where they're going wrong. For the reaction show. Yeah, I, or anything. I, I should be on the reaction show. They have a couple ex-ball players doing it. This is a list voted on by the players. Don't they need Damashek in there, the voice of the fan, the way you know, in here? I know. If you read any of the players' tweets, I think they should not be involved in any... They should not be voting. They should not be tweeting. I think... Just play football, and I think you're challenged enough there. All right. Well, listen. I, I the, You started out with uh, the one that caught my eye right out of the gate. You see Donovan McNabb, and I'm thinking, so, oh, all right, so this isn't, I didn't know exactly how this was going to be handled. And, oh, so clearly it's a career deeds list. This is not, because it can't be based on 2010, because Donovan no. McNabb wouldn't be in the top 200, let alone 100. <laughs> but then two, two later, three later, Darren McFadden's name shows up. Number 98 on the list, Darren McFadden. Well, wait a second. It makes no sense then. So if we're going on career deeds, then obviously Donovan McNabb would be way, way, way higher up on the list and obviously would be well ahead of Darren McFadden. Yeah. But if it's based on 2010, Darren McFadden was quite a bit higher up than two spots. It deserves two slots higher. But Darren McFadden, of course, if you're talking about the 100 best players in the NFL, I mean, I, I, Darren McFadden isn't a name that would cross my mind. He's been in the league for three seasons and had exactly one good year, even though he was injured for a, a, a decent portion of the year. What are, what's the criteria? It's not clear to me what they're even voting on. Well, Is nine, it clear to the players? Apparently, no. It's supposed to be of last season. Of last and, season. And, well, then Donovan McNabb would not be on there. T.O. is number Ooh. 91, which if you had a yeah. whole career, he'd be much higher than 91. He had an average year last year. He's no, 91. he had a good year. Yeah. No, it was but but the team, I think the McNabb one was, uh, as I said last week, sort of a, a sympathy vote. Like, oh, well, we oh, love you know, the guy. Why? Because he uh, hosts a good party, I think. Yeah. It's because, barbecue. It's because, if it's because peers want to curry favor with a guy who is pretty iconic and one yeah. of the more recognizable guys in the NFL. But that's not the point of the list, I thought. No. That's why you need an outsider like me in there. You know, tell, making sure these players mind their P's and Q's. Well, let me ask you a question going on this week's list. Josh Freeman is ahead of Joe Flacco. Yeah, so, so you... so Like, I'm not watching, but I am paying attention to how this comes out. I think that... that uh, does that make sense? Freeman, Freeman number 86 Freeman? on the list. Did Freeman Flacco number 90. Was he? Did he have a better year than Flacco? Yes, right. Well, Freeman it, only threw single-digit interceptions. But do you base Flacco it? Threw. Well, where does is it statistics? Is it how your team finished? Is it how far you went in the playoffs? I mean, what? I I mean, I I don't think that if you made hard and fast rules for how you're going to do this, I mean, I, I would think they would have had at least some loose standards there. If Milner is saying that it's based on only the 2010 season, then. Already, the all you needed to see was the first name on the list, Donna McNabb, to know it's cockamamie. But here's what really I know is going to be a problem for me: is Peyton Manning. I would, I, I, if I, if I were a wagering fella, I'd wager eight thousand dollars that Peyton Manning's going to be number one. Number one. This is going to be a peer. If it's if it's his peers voting on it, I think he's going to get number one. But wait, and that's going to make me loco. But don't you think there are players who don't like Peyton Manning as much as the rest of us? I, 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 no, I, 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 I really, am, I, I've it's, never heard. It's funny. I hear you hear players diminish their foes all the time, but you never hear a single player. I've never heard 
anybody, any any commentator, any media pro- outside of really almost literally rank you and me are the only people I've ever heard that's, who who dare to say speak ill of the great Peyton Manning. Actually, Dave, that's not true. There is somebody I would say probably more famous than us who do, who hates Peyton. I'm not going to say hate, but. Dislikes. Chaz Sheen? No, it's not Chaz Sheen. <laughs> Hugh Grant. Not Hugh Grant. Ashton Kutcher. Not Ashton Kolchak. No. No, it's it's Steven Tyler of Aerosmith. He really hates Peyton Manning. Why? Because he's from Boston? Because he's a Boston I don't, guy. I don't know where it comes from. Maybe, Aerosmith's Boston. Listen, maybe he just understands football like you and I do, and he sees him there choking in the playoffs year after year, and maybe he's watching that and saying, you know what, I can't, I can't stand it anymore. And as a matter of fact, he he took it to song. Wow! I is that like on the extended mix or oh, something? Oh no, there's more. There's more. Listen. Manning is overrated. The playoffs come and it's three and out. Manning is overrated. Can't grow a cool beard like Dan Steven Tyler and Joe Perry and the rest of those guys, those old fellas. Steven Tyler. That was the B-side, right? That was the (laughs) B-side. I do not know. I I really don't watch American Idol, but I've read enough online because this is, of course, there's nothing else going on on the big blue marble right now. So It's like the top 100 list for you. CNN (laughs) can certainly devote, yeah, CNN can certainly devote plenty of time to, uh, to, Steven Tyler doesn't say enough bad things about people. You know, that's, I've I've read that online. Never. But, he, but apparently he's saving it all up in song, no less. Good for, for us. Uh, for Peyton Manning. Look, look, here's what caught my ear watching the second episode of this mm-hmm. as they were going from 90 to 81. They mentioned in passing that there are seven cults on this list. What? Seven cults? Well, wait a second. Peyton Manning, how can he be the eighth greatest player of all time? That the, that assumes uh, the, the great defenders, all these defenders out there, who 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 back Peyton Manning as the greatest QB? Oh, he's the eighth greatest player in NFL history. <laughs> in NFL eighth. history, did, need I remind everyone that were it not for Rex Grossman, Peyton Manning would have zero rings. The only reason he even got one ring is because he happened to play the Bears and, and Rex Grossman and in could, his one in that Super Bowl. And you could actually say if it wasn't for Marlon McCree fumbling the ball against the Patriots. The week before in the AFC Divisional Playoff game, the Colts have to go to San Diego in the AFC Championship game. No way they win. Well, I, by the way, my mind is already spinning with uh, with future editions of the NFL. When you start catching on, you can do it for at, at, at least with me. You know how say you fish tank? Oh wait, let me explain that first before I I, I ask Commissioner Goodell. Are we in water here? What's going on? I listen. Let me explain. I, you, you guys have noticed the the uh, the fish tank over there in the corner now of uh, the recording booth. I asked Commissioner Goodell. I thought it would be cool to have a dog pound, you know, like Arsenio used to. And I, I thought it'd be cool to have that. And you know, he's being fiscally conservative. I think is what uh, they call right now. Given so, you know, for you know, he's only making a dollar a year now. Right. So it's so it, it makes sense that uh, you know he's he's uh, tightened the bootstraps, and uh, so all he could come up with was the uh, the fish tank for me. But I I think it works pretty well, and and I think Damashek should be on the the post show for the top NFL top one hundred players. How say you, fish tank? See, they got my back. No one else does the fish tank. I like that. It works. 
I'm going to make it work. The little deep sea divers waving at you in the corner, giving you the thumbs up right now. I want one of those. I want one of those treasure chests that opens and closes. We can get that. We that'll entertain. That. That'll entertain my friends. The fish. What kind, the of, fish, what kind of fish are those in there? They look like killer goldfish. I want one of the. I want a Nemo fish. I want one of those. The clownfish. Um. So yeah, listen. You got how blank. how is Peyton Manning? If, if he is, because the premise, his defenders will always say yep. that team would be nothing without him. And by the way, is it, when people say that, it's as though it's a zero-sum yes. sort of thing. Like, well, Peyton Manning, that shows his value to his team. Yeah, I think, uh, I think, yeah. the, I think most, uh, most star players, if you took them out of their respect, off their respective uh, teams, those teams would all suffer as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how we're exactly quantifying Peyton Manning's value, it's not my fault that they have not, over the years, found a capable replacement. Yes, when we start talking about the drop-off to Jim Sorge is, is so dramatic. Well, just, of course I, it is. What do you want me to tell you? I, uh, I'm sorry that uh, that the uh, Patriots, as a for instance, were able to find Matt Castle during his time to be a, a at least adequate replacement, if not better than average replacement. That's that's not the failing of other teams. That just means that they have that the Colts have never seen fit to do something about backing up Peyton Manning. And Peyton Manning, so the idea is, well, he he makes all his player, he makes everybody great. You know, that th- that team would be nothing. Well then how how explain to me how we could have six other Colts on this list. Who are who the hell's on I would love list. to know. I can't wait to find out who these are. Well, we know now it's Reggie now Wayne. Now they're sucking me in because now I want to watch to see who it's going to be. Well, we know it's Reggie Wayne. He'll be on there. By the yeah, way, Dwight who's going? Dwight Freeney. Probably got a Dwight Freeney. Oh, well, Dwight wait Freeney. a second. The Colts have no defense. They've never no, had a defense. No. Peyton Manning, if he had the def- if he had a defense like the Steelers, he would have won six or 23 rings by now. That's, a, <laughs> that's what everybody said. Well, wait. What about Dwight Freeney? What about Gary Brackett? Robert you know? Mathis. Bob Sanders. I When Bob Sanders is right, obviously, yes, he's he's been good. The, the idea that they don't that they've never had any players there in Peyton Manning's era. Let's just talk about the offensive side. What does that say about Bill Polian? You can't draft anybody. You you draft scrubs year well, after Peyton year. Manning Thankfully, was sitting Peyton there. Manning's making them better. We had the first overall pick that one time, and I, I had to take Peyton Manning there. I couldn't screw that one up. But but be, after that, it's been all downhill. You know, here's the other thing too. Again, who who are these? These guys would be nothing. Mar- Marvin Harrison. Is going to the Hall of Fame. Yes. People, well, that, that's because of Peyton Manning. Yeah, I think if Marvin Harrison had played with Tom Brady the majority of his career, or Drew Brees, he'd be on his way to the Hall of Fame. Still, guess what? Reggie Wayne's going to the Hall of Fame. Dallas Clark is an above is, is obviously a great pass catching tight end. They, uh, uh, how about Edge James? Yes. Edge James. Yeah. He's borderline Hall of Fame. He's probably not going to get into the Hall of Fame, but look up his Good career stats. numbers. Yeah, absolutely. He's been he's it, Peyton Manning has almost his entire career benefited from playing uh, playing behind a very good offensive line. So this idea that Peyton Manning has carried uh, and is it and does it also assume that Pierre Garcon isn't a diamond in the rough? That Pierre Garcon just got lucky. He got on the right team with Peyton Manning. You know, same thing. He wouldn't have been that good with the Packers. I mean, it's the same thing with Heinz Ward. Hold on, let me let me stop you right there. Okay, let how many? If there's seven. Is it seven Colts? So how many Steelers are on this list? Twenty. Wow. Well, I mean, it must be because it's, of course Ben be, Roethlisberger. Right? Ben Roethlisberger would would have zero rings if it weren't for the defense. The great, be, oh yeah, for this great team. So it, they've got at least. I think every starter for the Steelers. They might even throw Jeff Reed in there. Like let's. Uh, 
Anybody. You know, anybody who list. ever played. On the on list. On the list. It, who, how many? Do we know? How many Steelers I are believe, there? I believe that there are four Steelers total on what? this list. I don't want to get into the Steeler thing. I don't want to be Steeler-centric. No, I made it clear. Not, okay. I'm not going to hide. If you missed episode zero, one big part of this show, Milner, yep. is going to be that we must show our allegiances. We're not going to lie about them. We're not going to cloak them. That's more disingenuous than saying who we root for. I root for the Steelers. I didn't want to bring that up. I believe Dave, there are only four Steelers on this list. But I think I can bring it up because nobody ruined my NFL childhood more than the Steelers. And Super Bowl oh, fourteen. So yeah, so I think mm-hmm. I can I can say this as an unbiased person, as an NFL fan, as somebody. Get who's back been... there, Rod Perry. Oh, you just missed right. that one. Touchdown. Vince Ferragamo, number four. See, every time they talk about Neil O'Donnell, Vince Ferragamo did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this no, that's but, not really true. Vince hey, Ferragamo hey. was way above uh, what anybody would have expected him to be in that game. He happened yeah, to throw one bad pick to uh, Jack Splat Lambert. But that's not a, a fair comparison. But very right. fair. Please it's proceed. It's Please apt. proceed. But I'm saying, as an unbiased observer, I would say, wouldn't there be more Steelers? Because when you look, they've won the most Super Bowls. They continually make the playoffs. Well, this is current Why players, I, and so well, they, right, they, they were current in the players, Super Bowl. They've they been were, in three so of the, the Colts, last six Super Bowls. So are the Colts and we have four. If, if if this is correct, that there are only four Steelers. We've already seen Lamar Woodley. Who's mm-hmm. even left on this list? We know Roethlisberger, even though he, he's, I, I know he's going to be underrated on this list. I don't think, do you think of he last makes year? But if, <laughs> ben Roethlisberger? Do you think that the players are just not going to vote for him? Are you loco? I don't know. It's How the players. You missed I would four games last year? I would vote for him. Oh, like, I'm saying I would vote for him, but it's the players. Oh, stop it. There's no these chance. Are the, ben these Ro- are the guys that put Donovan McNabb at 100. If Ben Roethlisberger. Really? I'm going to trust them. Hear me now. If Ben Roethlisberger is not in the top, I mean, I, I'm trying to even think what would be what would make me crazy. If he's not in the top ten, that's crazy. That that's officially crazy. Ben Roethlisberger. He's not one on. of the top ben, ten players yeah, in the NFL. No, no, no. Think no. He will be. You're telling me Ben Roethlisberger oh, no, had the think. had the tenth best season of anybody last year. I he missed already, four games, and he was one of the ten best players in the league last I've year. I've already said to you that it's obviously that's loco. but. Listen, it's obviously not based on the 2010 season or Donovan McNabb. I thought we've made clear that but may have been the idea, but that's Darren not McFadden's the Darren McFadden's on the list at 98. Listen, if Ben Roethlisberger is not among the top 10 NFL players currently, then that's loco. But all right, fine. Let's say he's top 20. So Roethlisberger, okay. if we have Woodley, then you know James Harrison's going to be on of course, there. Troy. And then I think we have to assume it's Troy Palomalu. Mm-hmm. Although one interesting thing that I learned from the likes of Gil Brandt and uh, and Pat Kerwin and these these guys who understand ball uh, on a level they understand talking ball on a level it's that I can't ball. possibly fathom that most of us can't. I mean, that sitting at, at, up in the press box watching uh, the Super Bowl was a. I mean, we got better insight, rank you and me, to the game that with with those being sur- flanked by Kerwin and and uh, Brandt than than America got from the play-by-play guys, you know, from the guys doing the broadcast. It was really fantastic. But one thing I learned from talking to them is that it's pretty much understood by most football insiders that Troy Palomalu is very overrated. You know, the uh, the NFL Network Network did the top 10 Steelers of all time. And Palomalu, I think, was fourth or something like that. He was somewhere on the list. list. Yeah. He was definitely up there. And I asked Rod Woodson about it. And Woodson, who I think was third, I think he was very high up there too. Right. Uh, I asked Woodson, 
And he said, oh, he's way too high up there, Palomalu. He shouldn't be up there. And I thought, I wonder what kind of raw feelings he has that maybe he feels but supplanted in, in the hearts of Steeler fans or something. But this is this is the Steelers, though. It's not like you're making a list of all-time Texans. Well, but no, his his point was that, is that he's overrated because he makes spectacular plays, but he's not consistent back there. And I thought, well, that for whatever reason, there's something personal going on there. But Brant and Kerwin said the same thing. They said he's wildly overrated. Now, he has a slightly torn Achilles in the playoffs last year, so that forgives the way he played, which was, which was pretty bad. But um, still... I guess they, they, oh yeah, if you watch him on film over and over again, he makes spectacular plays because he gambles on every play. Every play, he goes back there, he tries to read it, and the smart QBs can dupe him. And you do watch Tom Brady get take advantage of Troy Polamalu fairly consistently. You know, there's one play every time those two teams play where he gets him on some play action and throws the ball over Polamalu's head. And Aaron Rodgers did that to him, and so on. Not Peyton Manning, though. Hmm. Peyton Manning's <laughs> never done that. Somebody, he, he manages the game in a way that no quarterback ever has, except for play, except for every quarterback until about 15 years ago when every quarterback on the field called every play that was called right. over the course of a game. But uh, no one's ever done what Peyton Manning's done. The most accurate I've ever seen Peyton Manning are in those Wheaties fuel commercials where he's thrown to the tire in the in the backfields. Man, he just doesn't throw picks at all when he's all alone. We got to get one of those. Uh, we got to get one of those. Uh, we got to get a drummer back there for a rim shot. For a <laughs> no, he's there. He's just waiting. Uh, <laughs> the fish, the fish didn't even blub. Um, so listen, the point is this. Is that uh, is is that Palomalu is going to be on there? I think, but then that means guys like Heath Miller, who you hear guys talk, you hear guys around the league talk. They say, "Oh, he's the most complete tight end," but I assume he's yeah. not going to be on this list. Casey Hampton, Hampton, who shut down every running game, who's who's probably the main reason that people don't run on the Steelers, at least for the past decade. Casey Hampton, I guess he's not going to be on there. I want to know where you got this four Steelers. I, I'm pretty they sure that that's, I'm pretty it? sure that that was mentioned. I All could right. be wrong, and if so, then then this is how just, do you know, Rank? You're not watching this. This is show. a madman just, just making prattling. things up now. I'm but, I, but my point is relative to the seven Colts. It seems wrong. It does seem wrong. Yes, it seems very wrong. And that, uh, you know, so all right, so the NFL Network, they have their top 100. It's, we need to do our most overrated list. And for me, I think it goes it goes without question. Peyton Manning, number one. Now, absolutely. listen, I'm not saying he's mediocre. Let me clarify, because I don't want any yes. anything. I, again, I encourage the feedback, positive, negative, otherwise, at Damashek on Twitter. There are other places to track me down. But listen, the point is that Peyton Manning is a great player. He's one of the better quarterbacks that there is currently in the NFL. One of the better quarterbacks of all time. But still, when you start getting into that territory of the best of all time or even the best right now, this guy chokes in every big game, in almost every big game that the Colts have played. Yes, he is a stats machine. Yes, he's been uh, he's been productive about as consistently as anyone in the NFL, except when it's January. How many times do we have to see him fail against the Patriots? How many times did he go? The Chargers, some some good Chargers teams, some pretty good Chargers teams, have embarrassed Peyton Manning in the playoffs. Two thousand and six, when the Steelers went in there and shut that team down, and, and, you know they they almost they almost ended up blowing it because of Jerome Bettis's fumble. Oh, another good one for the NFL. What if that fumble does get returned for a touchdown? Right. Oh, f- file that one under for, <laughs> for, for, for sometime Write soon. Write that down. Anyway, 
Peyton Manning, number one most overrated player. Maybe not just even now, but for all of time in my all opinion. Time. But yeah, what, 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 well, that's that's the thing, too, is if you accept that the Colts have eight great players who are going to be in the top 100, you have to accept that when they lose the games in the playoffs, it comes down to him. I mean, it was his That's right. You can't have it both ways. If he's carrying this team, then he should just keep on carrying them. They, they went 13-3 and three on his arm and his arm alone. Well, then let that continue to be the trend all the way to another Lombardi trophy. This time against a legitimate quarterback, not Rex Grossman. And you saw what happened when he played Drew Brees. Of course. Of course. And, what, and, and of course, uh, the legendary Tracy Porter. That's <laughs> Tracy Porter picked him off and ran it back the other what if way. What that onside kick? What if Hank Basket catches that onside kick? Listen. You get the spirit, Dylan. See? I like this. I See, you're, you're coming around, Milner, and I'm coming around on you. Now, now if we could just get a guest. I say this. <laughs> I wouldn't get Hugh Jackman on the show. Yeah, how do we not oh. have Hugh Jackman on this show? Quick side note, quick side note, Milner. I've I've kibitzed uh, via the online with the likes of people have dropped the line with their thoughts on episode zero. Some people have said, are the you guys going to ever, ever gonna do, uh, right, are we ever going to do any guests in here? And I said, of course we are. I've kibitzed just internally so far with uh, Jason Luck and Fora. And uh, Michael Fabiano will come on. We'll kibitz some fantasy with him. And the great Rich Eisen, who was kind enough to drop me a line wow. the other day. And uh, and uh, kudos and congratulations and muzzle tough to him as he hits uh, one million downloads on, awesome. on his uh, very fine podcast. And uh, we should get there in probably about uh, 2016. A, a million. Right, right when the NFL shows. team gets yeah. out to L.A. That's when we'll, we'll have uh, no, a million downloads somewhere oh, around gotcha. there. Um, That's what I meant. Yeah, a million shows. So I got Peyton Manning number one on my list as the most overrated. I'm just talking currently. Yes. And and number two on that list, Tony Romo. I don't Mm. understand why this guy has continually gotten kissed into this category of, hey, he's still kind of new to the position. (laughs) How long has it been already? Seven years. Everyone expected Jamarcus Russell in, in his first or second game to be a star because Matt Ryan and to a lesser degree Ben Roethlisberger and a couple other guys hit the ground running. Uh, you know, I, I guess Sam Bradford also fits that category. Jimmy Clausen's already been written off. Yeah. It, 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 uh, you know, 15, 20 years ago, there was always that was the mantra. Hey, it takes four or five years before a QB is groomed and ready to take over. But now everybody expects these guys to to hit the ground running. Well, Tony Romo's been the quarterback of the Cowboys, a talented Cowboys team, no Absolutely. less, for a long time now. I don't understand the apologists of Tony Romo. Again, not a bad player, a good, a great stats machine, but he's been on a talented team almost every season he's been at the helm, and yet they've won absolutely nothing. They haven't even gone to a Super Bowl with Tony Romo. And in fact, people scoffed this past draft, and they I said... They didn't even have a seat for him at the Super Bowl. I said if a guy like, you know, I, if, if Cam Newton fell all the way down to the Cowboys pick at, what was it, eight or nine, mm-hmm. they should take. They should consider one of the many QBs that's out there. Oh, they have Tony Romo. What are you, what are you talking about? Uh, how dare you say such a thing? What has the guy done except get hurt and, and choke again in January or in must-win games in December? I, mean, I, I don't understand. Anyone else you can think of? Currently, I we got to cobble this together. We got to take together. some time. I would put I would I would put McNabb in there. I feel McNabb is in the same category as, as Peyton and Tony Romo. He did throw up on the field. You know, he had his, how many championship games did he lose consecutively? Was four. it four? Four. He I think. pulled he he exceeded, three. at least three in a row. Three, and then he, he pulled made it. the Danny White. He got to three, and then Danny White's been written off. A, a great Cowboys quarterback from the past. 
But Donovan McNabb, I mean, every year. And then here's another thing where they talk about, oh, that Eagles team is terrible. You know, but they forget about Brian Westbrook. They forget about that great defense. You talk about a guy who's wasted a great defense, Donovan McNabb. So him, I put him just a bit below Peyton. Manning. You know, one thing, I, I yeah, I hear you. I, I, yeah, Donovan McNabb is interesting, but you do make me, you do remind me Brian Westbrook is an unorthodox, but obviously a great running back. So uh, McNabb's been able to lean on him. That's another point that Aaron Rodgers, especially if it's based on 2010, Aaron Rodgers should be number one. It's 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 wrong if anyone other than Aaron Rodgers isn't number one overall. Again, if it's based only on last year, right. because he had no running game. Ryan Grant went out early. The guy who they were assuming was going to be their top pass catcher, Jermichael Finley, went out, went out. in the in, in the first week. They had, they had all those defensive injuries. Everyone was falling, and Aaron Rodgers ended up taking them to the Super Bowl. And what did one Dave Damashek tell you, Adam Rank? Four weeks, I told America that on uh, via the online. Four weeks into the 2010 campaign, I said, by the end of this season... Aaron Rodgers shall be known as the as the best quarterback in the NFL. I had a Brady and Manning. Absolutely. And Roethlisberger. I think we have that on tape somewhere. Yes. Um, so, all right, we got to cobble that list together. Real quick, I wanted to, uh, if we do also, uh, drop me a line too, at Damashek at Twitter. Let me know who we forgot there. We'll uh, we'll grow this thing put as we this move thing along. Together. Yeah, we, I, I, I want to, yes. We'll put it on your webpage that should be coming soon. Yes. Well, we'll get that up and running soon. And in the meantime, We'll, uh, we'll, I'll get a list of some Twitters, and I want to get uh, some tweets, and I have uh, some of your uh, tweets that I want to talk about in one second here. Um, but, uh, yes, another another name, if we do an all-time overrated list that I absolutely will get to, Don Hudson. Don't do it. Why is this guy Don't called the t- best wide receiver of all time besides Jerry Rice? Because he, he played was. in the 40s. It doesn't – listen. He dominated his competition. Here. He uh, dominated his competition more than Jerry Rice did. Historians, but here's the thing. Where you're talking about minor league uh, minor league sport at the time. In 1958, everybody agrees who saw uh, the reason that the Colts and Giants uh NFL title game is regarded as the so-called it's called the greatest game of all time. Now, if you watch the game, it's an entertaining game. It certainly doesn't uh you know, I, you know, it, it it you know, in context, it's compelling, but if you just watch it in a vacuum, it's a good game. It's not the greatest game you've ever seen. But the reason it's significant is because it turned America's eye on to NFL mm-hmm. football. Because before that, it was more or less irrelevant. Now, if that's, television. If, if that's true, then everything that happened prior to it is irrelevant. Don Hudson played the sport when, when the best athletes in America were playing baseball and other sports. They weren't, or they were boxing. They weren't playing football. Don Hudson was playing the likes of you and me. But if you and me walked Whoa. the face of the earth in 1943, we would have been playing NFL football. Well, husk, you do have a laser cannon on your uh, left. I do. I w- you know what? I I would have probably thrown, uh, you know, at least uh, 200 touchdown passes on Hudson. They didn't. Throw, he revolutionized the game because they didn't throw the ball because they didn't have players like him before. You cannot hold, like listen, Is George Mikan? Is George Mikan one of the one one of the very best? Does anybody talk about George Mikan as the I can't best help center? It if people aren't talking about it. That doesn't make it not so. Listen, he deserves He's, a he note deserves- in history as a guy who really blazed a trail. That does not equal him being the second greatest wide receiver but it's of ignorance. all time. It's laughable to, to, to suggest it's he is. Ignorant. It's overrated. But, but you know what? It's like, it's like music, though. Would you ignore like musicians from the past just because, no. oh, no, everybody's listening to Re- you know Rebecca Black now. Look. I like listen. I've seen Ooh. I Love Lucy. I've watched Rebecca Shever- Black. Shout out. I don't know. You watch? You ever watch uh, I Love Lucy? Yes. 
it's yes. it's a good show, but it again, it is it, it's a time capsule. It is not right now. Do, uh, does it make me belly laugh watching it? No, but I can appreciate it is there because a show that during makes the time. Belly laugh? Oh sure, there are many. Two yeah. and a half men. <laughs> I got I, when Ashton Kutcher takes <laughs> over. I know I'm going to be laughing. I'm already laughing. I think it's going to be a big episode of Punk. I still want as you, Greg. Ashton Kolchak's just going to show up on the first episode and just be like, nah, we're kidding. The correct answer to the funniest show on TV right now is 30 Rock. Absolutely. That's a good one. It's a great show. Now, um, what was I saying? So so Don Hudson, overrated. Yes, yeah. I Love Lucy is a great show. I can see it has merit, but it has now been transcended by things that have followed it. It's obviously a great inspiration. Same as Don Hudson, but... At this point, you certainly don't call I Love Lucy one of the top two or three sitcoms of all time, do you? I, I, I savvy. I, no, I, I, I see. I, I all right, Don Hudson. You're right. So, all right, let's work on that. The all-time most overrated list and the overrated list of current players. Current Drop players. me a line at Damashek. And uh, speaking of your tweets, I real quick wanted to talk about uh, about something that I floated out there. But the tweet of the week, we started this feature Last week on episode zero, like I mentioned, Mendenhall had his uh, his loco uh, comments he about he didn't know if he could believe the uh, you know what happened in nine at nine eleven could really actually physically <laughs> go down and so on and so forth. It, it was it was embarrassing to say the least to be a Steeler fan. Illinois shut week. down its engineering department because of so that. we started a feature. I thought let's try to give him the benefit of the doubt. You know it, sometimes inflection doesn't come across it never does uh you know uh in the written word inflection is hard to glean in an email or in a tweet and so i said best possible like let's bring in the most elegant fella i know also one of the more handsome fellas these two eyes have ever uh had the opportunity to drink in and a big hugh grant fan handsome hank straight out of england an actual nfl employee he came over to us from England, and uh, now is uh, a swell fella, a dreamboat. But most importantly, for for the uh, for this segment, when uh, Handsome Hank reads NFL tweets, I think his voice really frames it in as as good a light as it possibly could be placed into. So, Hank, take it away. Here's Reggie Bush talking about his feelings about the lockout. Everybody complaining about the lockout. Shoot, I'm making the most of it. Vacation, rest, relaxing, appearances here and there. I'm good. <laughs> Wonderful job, handsome Hank. Now scram Wonderful. because uh, I'm getting lost in your eyes and I want to maintain my focus. My I laser still maintain he's the NFL's Peter Lawford. <laughs> I, listen, everybody's talking about this. I don't want to make too big a deal about it. I don't want to go up on Mount Pius and, and tell him he's wrong for enjoying his free time. He's a young guy who's a multimillionaire. It's nice for him to be able to enjoy life. And I, again, but here, here's a real problem, I think. You know, Commissioner Goodell, his head's in the right place. He wants his players to be upstanding citizens so that, you know, it sets a good, uh, so that they're good role models for America's youth. That's fine. That's why he has the player conduct policy. However, I think the more, I think the thing that fans care about more is the sense that the very real feeling that, we care more than the players do. I think that undermines the sport, uh, professional sports in general, when that happens. When Johnny Damon gets traded from the, or, or signs as a uh, free agent away from the Red Sox after being a hero for that team, finally overcoming the hated Yankees, and then turns around and signs with the Yankees, and then when asked about it, says, that's the sort of thing that fans care about more than we do. That's bad for the sport. Terrible. Donovan McNabb, 
a couple of years ago when the Eagles went into an overtime game and they ended up tied. Said I didn't even realize that games could end in a tie. I thought you just played till somebody won. That is bad news for the sport of football. When the fans, everybody in the stand, if you took a, a poll of the 65,000 people at the link that day, I don't even remember if the game was in the link, but anyway, if you took a poll, I bet you 90% of the fans would know that, that's a, that the game can't end and doesn't go until somebody wins it in the regular season. But the quarterback, one of the most prominent players in the league, doesn't know the rule. He doesn't know that basic rule. I hate when they get, every once in a while, the ball gets kicked off, and the kick returner doesn't know that if he doesn't field the ball that it's a live ball right. and the other yeah. team can fall on it. I didn't know that that was the rule. I didn't know that. Your job is to <laughs> return the kick. You don't know. That's not that subtle a rule. You think that somebody would have covered that at some point. This is bad business. This is bad for football. Reggie Bush shouldn't do this, and how say you? Yeah, absolutely. And going back to Donovan McNabb, not knowing the rule, that's one of the reasons why I would call him one of the most overrated players. Why? I think Tony Romo knows the rule, so I'd put him there. And also, Reggie Bush came out later, too, and he's like, oh, you know what? I was just joking. Like, oh, I'm joking. Hey, remember when that agent gave my parents a house? Oh, we were just kidding around about that. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way, just kidding. Reggie. Just kidding, guys. Uh, psych. I love that that is the great excuse that people people use that one in society way too much. I, what, I was just kidding. Well, wait a second. I don't see anything inherently in there that... that could even uh, that I could take as a joke. What joke? Where was the punchline in that in, in your well-crafted tweet there, Reggie Bush? Because <laughs> it went right over my head. I don't. I don't. I, I missed the irony of your. You got more laughs than I, there. You got more laughs than I did earlier this show. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Uh, but yeah, very strange. Real quick before we wrap it up, like I say, this show is for the fan by the fan, and uh, I, I mentioned on Twitter recently. I'm. A, I happen to be. A, sh- I know. NFL football is America's pastime, but I happen to enjoy other sports. If mm-hmm. that's cool to say, if that don't go what? T- don't tattle on me, I'm Milner. Not. Is that cool that there's I like another, other sports? There's I another memo other from 280 Park. And so I was watching my beloved uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. You know, really uh, engaging stuff. If you've been following that, and the Flyers went out recently, and it's w- a weird thing with them because they, as much as anybody in professional sports, it seems to me have are, are a perennially good team that has one weakness at the same position and have had it for a quarter century now. They won a couple of Stanley Cubs back in the mid-70s, but ever since then, they haven't really been able to find a great goalie. One one youngster uh, died in a car crash. Tra- Pelly Lindbergh died. Then they had Ron Hextall was, was good, but they never have had a great one, and they never have won a Stanley Cup as a result. So I tweeted out, what other teams suffer that same thing? And I got a bunch of good responses specific to the NFL. MP206 says, if coach counts, you got to talk about the Chargers. <laughs> and that's a great one. I mean, they really, and I mean, wanted- Eric Coriel was good, but in that time you did have to be, you did have to have more of a running and they just never, they just never did. They, although they're and a great and if out, that's another great and if out one another, well, is to take fouls if they didn't have to play that game in Cincinnati in that frigid. There's uh, another NFL there too with uh, when they hired Norv Turner, they also interviewed Rex Ryan. Ah, interesting. All right, so that's a good one. Um, CFTV says uh, the Detroit Lions haven't had a QB since Bobby Lane and haven't won an NFL title since. That's a good one. Um, Pope of Chilitown. Says, what about the Ravens and Flacco, Panthers and their QBs? Yeah, I think Flacco is, is uh, what's crazy is I learned this. I didn't realize this. Um, 
but watching the the top 100 the other day, Flacco is the career stats leader among all Ravens QBs. That's just a <laughs> wow. sad statement. It makes sense if you oh, think about it. They haven't been around very long, but yeah. it's still kind of pathetic. That's a good one. Um, the Chi Man says, uh, "What about uh, the Bengals and ownership?" That's a that's an interesting <laughs> one. Zing. Got the one I got more than anything else. Too many people responded to this one, but I got a ton of um, of Bears quarterback. That's great. If it weren't for Jim McMahon. Um, you know, he obviously takes them to the one Super Bowl and Charles Martin, another in NFL yeah, one. If Charles Martin doesn't spike Jim McMahon on his shoulder, that team maybe then does turn into a little bit of a mini dynasty there. And then Calvin Week says the 49ers QB. Oh, what? Aww. Yeah, that's yeah. They yeah, they Alex Smith hasn't now? been very good for him. The <laughs> last he, two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great point, though, outside of. uh Montana and Steve Young and <laughs> yeah. Jeff Garcia and so on. Anyway, all right. So, yes, we will continue to uh, read your tweets. Drop a line as soon as you get a chance. Also, much obliged if you can uh, get in there on iTunes. Subscribe to the show. Better yet, give it some stars. Make a comment, so on and so forth. We appreciate the feedback. And uh, next week, should we do another NFL? Absolutely. That's a fun so. one. It's we should one. get back to our fan conduct policy. Mm-hmm. Looking for your thoughts on that. What rules would you like to see? What rules are are should fans abide by? It can apply to all sports if you wish. But what what makes a good fan? What are the no nos for uh, for NFL fans? Um, so all right, listen. I think what what do you think, Milner? Give it a like letter it. grade. Letter uh, grade on the today's what? show. What the uh, first preseason podcast game? No, this is this episode is number one. one. We kicked off the season. Right, the We're... Hall of Fame game is at episode well, zero. Yes. So this is the first preseason game. No. You're already, Cut it out, man. You're already hurting. We're under A minus. A minus. A minus. Really? All right. I said yeah. I, th- I think it was a. I think it was an A. I give it a B minus. I give it a B. A minus. B minus. We need room to grow. But what I will say. I'm oh, I see. Yeah. You're trying to set. You're like Peyton Manning taking the concussion test. That's right. Oh, I want to shoot low. So then later you can be like, see, I'm a genius. How say you fish tank? <laughs> oh. I, well, like no. I mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> yes, I was. I, I know I was good. No. Milner had some good time. All right. So, yeah, they they, they agree, everybody. And, uh, oh, also, we need your tweets on uh, the most overrated players currently and for all of time. Uh, we'll get to those next week. And uh, thanks for checking it out. But in the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all new, all hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. 
Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. 